Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay, hello everyone and welcome to the show. So today we have this, Karen Tavalieri, owner of Peacock Memories, a sanctuary where women find solace in healing in the midst of grief. And Karen is a wellness practitioner, a Reiki master and an NLP practitioner and is certified in vision board training and hypnotherapy to help her women work through their grief. Beautiful. Karen, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Well, thanks for joining us. And can you just share a little bit more on where are you today with your business? And who is it that you love to work with? Well, I'm brand new with my business. It's only been in the last year that I've been working on building it. I love to help women who are suffering with anxiety and grief and being anxious all the time and fight or flight because they have a special needs child. Mm-hmm. And when, when you live with that, you are constantly in a battle. And so I've been there, I've done it and survived it. So I really want to be able to make it easier for those moms, because if you don't have something that can help you, how do you survive it? How do you enjoy it? Mm. So can you just sort of paint the picture for me of what what's it like when your clients reach out to help for you? So let's go to level two. So they're they're ready. They're seeking. They're like, yes, I I need this help. I need this support. Where where are they looking for the help the most? Or is it what is it that you help people to unlock or see that maybe they didn't see before? I can help them to unlock and find if there is something in their life that is really affecting their anxiety one specific thing uh, we, we do a chat and we figure out what it is if it's um, an outside environment thing or if it's something with having to deal with all of your children and we can go through some different uh, modalities like the hypnotherapy we can find ways to help you to relax to mm. help you to set things in uh, that are not serving you set them aside drop those and leave that backpack and pick up a different one. And we can change your mindset and learn through tasks and through uh, different uh, modalities to be able to change those neural pathways in your brain so that you don't think of that at that moment what you used to think. Mm. So for example, um, if you're dealing with something that it just drives you crazy to have to constantly keep doing this, we take and we move it one step forward, get rid of it, and we help you to find a way to look at it as a, okay, this is a lesson, or this is, you know, just something I have to learn and do. 
Mm. So there's a lot of reframing in there. Can you just make this a bit more tangible, a bit more real? Can you give some examples of what this actually does look like so people could be like, oh, shit, I I see it. I, yes, that's exactly what I'm doing. What, what would that be? Well, for me, it was the fact that I was neglecting my family um, when my daughter passed away. So when I realized that I was neglecting my family, I thought, wow, I've got to do something to change this because mm. I don't want my family to not want to be around me because I lost another child. So I had to take and I had to work within myself to find where I was making the mistakes and what I needed to change within me mm. and find some find some self-love because I had no clue what self-love was because I was too busy taking care of a child. Okay, so you kind of lost yourself along the way. Crumbs, Absolutely. As, a, as, as any parent, as any business owner, it's so easy to get all consumed with something and realize down the line, hold on, uh-oh, I've, I've made a mistake here. I need to course correct. And what is it like to, in that moment, whether it's for yourself or your clients, to hold that space of, okay, I think I fucked up. I think I've made a mistake. I want to change, course correct. I'm ready. What, what What's that moment like? It was a horrible feeling. But when I started to search and find, it was like when I first did a, a session where I was able to look back and find the guilt and the shame that I was feeling because of what I had gone through with taking care of my child and what I had given up. And I was able to release that. It was like I had a whole backpack of 100 pounds on my back. And I was able to let go of that. Mm. And it was like I had this newfound freedom that it was so surreal that I could actually feel that way because I had spent so many years not ever feeling that. I want to explore that a little bit more and I want to tread sort of carefully because I know from, from everyone's had experience with grief at different levels and yeah. it can be so tough with coming away from that and towards business. It's very much a case of a lot of the worries, the anxieties, they're all self-created. It may not seem that way, but every belief and every story is self-created. There is a choice in there. So when we experience these emotions such as grief, it happens to us, but the continuation is self-created. How is the balance with seeing that, understanding it, and being able to work through it with the without that guilt, without the frustration, without the it, I'm now doing this to myself. How do you guide your your women through that? Well, one of the most important things I learned and I want to teach other women is that grief is not a life sentence. It truly is not meant for us to suffer for the rest of our lives because we lost someone we love. And it is only a life changer. And the best way to look at it is I want to be able to show them that if we can hold on to all of the amazing good things we had with a person and dump all the negative non-important things, let them go and find a way to embrace what we loved. It makes such a difference in how we can move forward and how mm. we can embrace life. 
so paint that a picture for him because again you can use an ex- a client of an example or, or use yourself an ex- as an example um looking at what was it like once you're able to you know put down these rocks the, the backpack the beliefs the stories release yourself like, hearing your voice is already lighter what changed tangibly in your world whether it's work business family what what happened when i was able to go through and get rid of all the guilt the shame the sadness because i had lived it for 30 years taking care of her if i if i only did this if i only allowed myself to have some freedom if i only allowed myself to to do that when i was able to go back and get rid of all that i could actually i I could look at the lessons that I went through with my daughter, which were, I mean, she went through 110 surgeries in her lifetime. So needless to say, I was always fight or flight. And when I could go back and look at those days now after doing this, I could look back and say, wow, she was a child who always had a smile on her face. I wish I'd have paid more attention to that. And I could hold on to that smile. And it just gave me that sense of why did I do this to myself for so long? You know, and I missed out on my grandchildren and having so much fun with them. And when I finally was able to let go of all of this, I was a kid again. I went down the water slide with the kids. I was able to do all the things that I really was meant to do in life, but I'd lost it all because I was so wrapped up in this. Oh my gosh, I didn't give her everything she needed. I was wrong. I shouldn't have done that. And it was like, that's not what it's about. I did what mm. I did, only knowing what I knew and having the resources that I had. So when I could finally realize that it wasn't my fault, wow, what a change. Yeah. That's that's kind of huge. And the the sort of tactic that I want to bring into play here is it's it sounds so simple, but it's it's presence. It's bring yourself back into the, the present day, the moment yes. right now. Everything in the past has already happened everything in the future is is made up so whatever your brain says it's going to be yep so being in the moment holding that point about in this moment right now it can be ah, it can be grief it can be scarcity it can be downright fear in this moment right now we are safe in this moment right now we have abundance we have love we have family we have this that it's super hard to say yeah but uh past yeah but future but to hold space for in the moment it sounds like that's one of the tactics that you use probably in different modalities to to hold into this is what's important and try and get our brain to stop going yeah but future yeah but past yeah but future yeah but past how do you help people hold that space It's by teaching them how to stop, breathe, and just believe. Because we all are here for a purpose. We all have a reason to be here. And if we can just accept it and embrace it, boy, life can be so much better. So I teach them how to do different techniques. One of the ones that I really like that is just, it's so super, super easy, is you stop and breathe. And you just tap your finger. Just pay attention to the tap of your finger. Just let everything go. And it's like, yeah, see, it's not so bad. I can get through this next moment. But when you're in that, all of that, it's so hard to find that spot. And if you don't have anybody to help you, it's like, where do you go? 
what do you do? You fall into that darker hole again. Yeah. And that's what that's what I, I really don't want to see other moms do. Um, if I could get those six years back, that would be amazing. But I can't. It's in the past. Now all I can do is move forward and realize that it wasn't a life sentence. It was just a phase that I had to go through. She had mm-hmm. to go through. And now why should anyone else have to suffer? Because that's not yeah. what the world is all about, right? And if we if we take the concept of there is only one time, which is now. There is no past, no future. Nothing else exists. There is just right now. Yep. You woke up this morning with your your toolkit, your toolbox, which yep. includes ah oh, the six years of of guilt and and sadness. I can use that. It's just something else that you have there. It's something else that you've got within your your armory, should we say? So yes. you woke up in this moment as this person. So you also woke up in this moment as ah oh, I'm a year into my business. Oof. It's, it's been a hell of a journey. So what is it like for you as, as the business owner? Because this is such a passion project for you and a passion to help other people. And so many coaches start out with, if owner had had this back then, things would have been different. So there's that desire, there's that maybe that need to help other people. How much does that actually help or even hinder your business? Well, I've found that... Sometimes I wonder is how much is it about being out there in social media all the time, as much as it is just being in person with people and getting connected with the right people to help you. I've tried all different angles. And when you can't afford to pay somebody to do your social media, you have to try and do it your best you can. So I try to get out there all the time, but it's hard to keep getting content out and getting people to see your stuff and Facebook and all of those things have their own real things that they change everything up on us. So it makes it even Mm. more difficult. So I think the the biggest struggle is, is that if, if I'd have known a year ago just to get more involved with more people and get connected with some groups and do that, I would have started there. Yeah. Because that's the Avenue I'm taking now. I want to get in front of more groups and do workshops and and show people what I can do and how I can help make their life. Even if your life could be 20% calmer, wouldn't it be worth it? But if it could be 100% calmer more of the time, it'd really be worth it, right? Yeah, you, you said about, about business. If you just had more people coming through, more conversations every day, it'd be easier. Yes, absolutely right. So that, I think what you said there about, again, the parallels of hindsight with, with your experience and also your business. Ah, oh, if I just started with groups a year ago, just think where I could have been. However, I mean, we were chatting offline about what, what, what it's like for you. And you mentioned you know, the dreaded imposter syndrome. Ah, oh, everyone has this. In different, yes. It comes up in a different form. And so I wish I'd done this back there. Yes, but you had that fear and that doubt and that worry about who am I? can do this even though it was completely false just like sure. Lucy said earlier it was still there so you've had to sort of go through this so it's all good and well saying you should do this we hear this all the time yeah but i can't because insert the belief insert the story insert the yeah buts so what were your yeah buts in fact no what were they what are they right now what are your current yeah buts because the past is irrelevant what are you working through right now that you need to banish. My big, my big thing that I'm working with right now is that I doubt myself as being that 
successful business owner. And I know a lot of that comes from childhood. Mm. And so that's something I've been working on. Um, And a lot of it comes from being focused and staying in that focus lane. Because I have a good, yes. You got a little bit of squirrel syndrome or it's like, or family. I'll be honest. It's family. Family's always saying to me, well, I need you to do this. I need you to do that. And it's like, really, I just need to sit here. So I made a commitment to myself that my mornings are my business time. Yeah. Other than a doctor's appointment or something like that, that I need somebody, I need to help somebody with. But I've really trying to make a commitment that every morning I'm in my office and I'm committed to putting out a social media post and, you Mm. know, answering emails and working on a program and working on, I've got a summit that I'm going to be doing soon, a women's summit. And so working on that. So there's all kinds of things that I need to be working on and I'm trying very hard to make it a commitment that I have to be here. Okay. So what's, what's working for you right now? That commitment, staying in that space. And I have another lady that a accountability partner that I work with and her and I have made a commitment that one day a week, we sit down and we do a week's worth of posts. We're both on a zoom call and we do a, a week's worth of posts together to make us both be accountable to that. So that's one thing. Uh, networking, getting out and doing more networking. And mm-hmm. that's another huge one. And doing more in-person networking. And that's hard because it takes away from your family again. And family's always in the background saying, come on, we need to do this. And why are you going out again? And it's like, okay, but this is important to me. So mm-hmm. trying to stand my ground and set my boundaries that this is really important for me. And I want to accomplish this mission. So it's it's been hard Ooh, because... The boundaries. Got... It's like yeah. boundaries that have been for so long you have obviously not been the business owner and now you're setting these new boundaries it's hold on but this doesn't work for me anymore you, you should be doing this so selflessly you're trying to help your clients you really want to help other people not go through this you want to help your family who are reliant or used to that part of you what's how is that that frustration coming in? Because there's, that's, that's a lot of juggling without looking at, oh, what's my mission? What do I want? How do I want to be in business and and, and reach more people? And how do I want to fulfill and, and actually change the lives of those that you, you touch? Where is the frustration? What would you like to change? Of like, if I could just fix this, everything might change. Um, that's a hard question. Because I, I look at the fact that I am new and I'm kind of that person who I guess now I'm realizing that I'm more of a perfectionist than I thought I was. I want that now. I don't want it next year. I want it now. And that for me is, is hard because normally I've always been that person who, you know, takes a job and I learn it really quickly and I can do it really well. But this job has been tough. <laughs> oh, what has been the toughest? What's tough about it for you? Uh, I can't pinpoint it. I, I'm not sure. I think I really truly believe it has to do with that. I'm not, 
I'm not good enough from the growing up is just what it really boils down to. I hear that small voice that says, you know, you'll never be like so-and-so you'll never be like so-and-so. And it's like, yeah. So how it's... is that actually controlling you? What, what do you do or not do when that kicks in? I put things off. I do know I put things off. And that's part of the reason why I've made the commitment to be in my office every morning for four or five hours. That's my time. Then the rest of the time is, you know, with clients that the, mm. that I have so far and then making time for my family on the weekends. I make it a priority that the weekends I do with the family because it is a hard change for them. You know, I went through six years of not having much to do with them because I was in a dark hole. And then when I come out of that dark hole, yeah, I'm this, I spend a lot of time with them having fun, but I also yeah. am committed to this now. So they're kind of like, wait a minute here. You went from this to this. So they're adjusting. It's a work in progress for all of us. It truly mm. is. If I can help try and just maybe shift a perspective here, exactly what you said at the start of this podcast, the, the way you help shift your, your clients to see where it is what's going on, how they can let go. You're a bit of a perfectionist. You, you just found out. It's like, uh-oh, I, I realized that I am. <laughs> there is that, the avoidance that you find. That, that if, that, if that is a trait, big if, but if that is a trait that you, that you do mm -hmm. have, I would ask, where else is that showing up? You've said that, you're, you know, I'm, I'm brand new to this. I'm one year in. We could change that perspective. You're brand new to this and you're one year in. Hold on, you're not brand new. You're a year, you are a whole year, 12 yes. months in. Yes. The data, the knowledge, the lessons in one year can be massive. So yes. if I can hold your place for, you're not brand new. You're a whole year in. Now you can leverage this for, damn it, I'm, I'm a year into a business owner. Most people have failed by now. Most people have given up. I'm in the top 95%. That's wow. pretty big. Secondly, I'm a year in. What can I do from here? What do we need to do? How do I need to step up? Because you're right, I should be further along. I have more than I have. So you've seen the avoidance and you've got your accountability partner. You're trying to do more posts. If avoidance is there, this is a long ass question. I hope this is good. What is it that you know you should be doing right now that you're not because you're avoiding it? So you're doing some jobs that are keeping you busy, maybe visible, but it's not moving the needle. Correct. Do you know? Yep. That's it. Always busy. So what's moving the needle right now? Or have you not quite found it? Yeah, that's, yeah working on finding that, what it is that I absolutely have to do to step it up to the next notch. Nice. So what do you want? What is the next notch? What does that look like for you? <laughs> the next notch is having some clients who I can help and be able to um, get, I, I really want to be a person who talks on stage. That's my whole thing is that's I have a vision board because I'm huge with vision boards and power mm. words. And the vision board has me. I am the Oprah of the new Oprah 
who is out there helping these women, motivating them to keep going and that there is light at the end of the tunnel. I've done it. I mean, I'm not, I don't like to brag about what I've been through, but I fought long and hard for 30 years to make sure my daughter got to do anything and everything she wanted to do. And I never let anything stop me. So why do I let things stop me here? Mic drop. That's beautiful. Oh, my word. Yes. That's like, why? Okay. Why? Because you're a human being with emotions. You have all the NLP training. You're a Reiki master. You know all about well-being. However, to do it for yourself is the hardest thing in the world. You have all the knowledge. In fact, I think, I would guess, without projecting onto you, you maybe logify all this stuff. And that's my that's that's my word for it. Logify. You, you put the logic on this. It's I'm in a situation, but I know it's not going to work. But if I continue, there's all that buts. Remove the buts and then see what's possible. If you want to be on stage, what is your quickest route to that? What is actually the right path? Is it the social posts? Is it getting visibility? Is it networking? Or is there another way? If you truly want that, streamline like you have done with your mornings. You have the experience. So you're saying to, to be doing podcasts? Um, podcast is a fantastic tool. Um, I'm not sure if that's the right route for you personally. but Okay, so through, streamlining your mean well, by... Podcasting is a stage. It, it is one stage. Oh my gosh, it could be a fantastic stage. It's not physically live in front of 10,000 people. Right. But look at us chatting away. Just the yes. two of us. Yes. With and I enjoy this. <laughs> thousand behind us that we can't even see. So it's kind of, it's, it's intimate. It's beautiful. So I would just look at, okay, what's, what's the quickest route? What is the way through? What's all that, as we call it, our clients, the faux action, the side quests, all the dumb stuff that we do that we saves us from doing the things that we need to do because fear of success, fear of failure, um, imposter syndrome coming out at its finest. Yes. Ah, the fun and games of the solopreneur. Yes, very much so. <laughs> Karen, look, look, hey, thank you so much for sharing, you know, your, your journey, what you're going through, breaking it down, um, sharing so much and, and playing along. It's been kind of beautiful. Plus hearing about what you what you do, how you help, help your women and the difference that you make. It's it's fantastic. Thank you. You're welcome. And look, let, share it loud and proud. Where Where can people find you? I have a website, it's peacockmemories.com. And I'm on Instagram, peacockmemories.ca. And I'm also on Facebook under Karen Tavallari. And I have a Facebook page that I want to start promoting that is to support those moms and be a question place where you can come with a question and other moms will be there. And that's linked through my Facebook as Peacock Memories. Fantastic. If you're looking for some support, help, guidance, or you're just curious, please, everyone, Go and check it out. But Karen, thank you for being here. It's been so much fun. Thank you. I've learned a lot today. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're so welcome. Thank you. You're amazing. Thank you. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? 
we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is. And we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah. So please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.